What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight. We are coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson, one of your hosts. We have the host trifecta here back with me. I'm coming your way first, Miss Alicia Battaglia. Alicia, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Wonderful. It is beautiful outside. The leaves are changing. It's a high of 80 tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I've on a sweater today. And it's not very appropriate. It'll no doubt be 20 degrees by okay. Friday night, but welcome to the Shenandoah Valley. Corner of the room, you can't see him, but he is nevertheless here, Mark Francis. Mark, how you doing, my guy? It's great. I'm good to be here. Good. And for those of you guys watching, you're always looking to the left of the camera, you know, which is, you know, Ooh. from the viewer's left. So I almost weird? was thinking to myself, yeah. if I'm here, I should just sit right underneath the camera. <laughs> so and we can look at the people watching. Yeah. Right, right. You know, yeah. but, but that's would, okay. That could be unsettling for them because they're not speaking, but it looks like we're listening to them. Or is that's that, good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm that's just, a, that's, I'm just a hey, in the corner hey, here off we're camera. We're in uncharted it's territory, okay. man. Okay? Or you can watch with your eyes closed. It's COVID era. Trust me. Yeah, that's that's easier to do too. He's back. It's been oh, almost pushing six, seven months now, I feel like, since he was first on at the beginning yeah, right. of COVID era. Yeah, right. we were, right we Zoomed. He was our we first did it over Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, yeah, we Zoomed. Yeah. Zoom light. Yeah. Man, That's right. that feels like a millennium ago. Uh, he's back, Pastor Student Ministries, Dennis McNutt. Dennis, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing good. Good? Yeah. Hanging in there? A little concerned. Last time I hung out with you, I broke my ankle. <laughs> Throwing a frisbee, so hey, I'm wondering if I can break an arm I, just sitting at a table with you, or you know, something I, like that. I would much rather him say that here than before he starts preaching. I was right? waiting for the jokes to crack, <laughs> right, right. and and all the, the only joke I, we I'm got waiting was to fall you, off the chair and you know, you're I don't an know, old guy. That was it. Happen. You know, <laughs> that was my only takeaway. He picked on JVD instead of me. So <laughs> That's totally fine. Baby Caleb, but, you know, baby Caleb. So so guys, baby. let's jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, Pastor Dennis, you have two weeks kind of up from up front talking about. Romans 7, addressing the law a little bit. Um, first, we'll kind of go through our, our gut instincts reactions to the weekend, and then I'll kind of come your way with anything you feel like sure. uh, you want to expand on or kind of recap the service. But thought it was awesome. Floor's open to, to you guys. Alicia, I don't know if you have. Yeah, uh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, as, you, as you started, I loved your examples with your mini jvds JVD. your, your yeah. little guy there uh who who just you can make the rules but you can't change the heart and mm. then um so i went to saturday night service so i didn't see the image of your friend who changed the dress <laughs> right, code yeah. who made his own dress code yeah my buddy with his yeah. uh, purple uh, right, crazy right. outfit yeah. yeah so when i went back online and i saw it i was so glad that i i went online and saw and saw the outfit that was hilarious was so yeah i love that um but yeah so you uh the purpose of the law as relates to romans and what we've been learning about and if you don't have the notes at home please go online and get them they were fantastic and mm. that chart that you made that uh, highlighted the spring feasts and uh, just all of the correlations that brought all of that to a head and how it was fulfilled it, uh, it actually blew me away because i did not see the connections mm. um until you Put it together like that. So I just really appreciate you doing that. You did oh, a fantastic good. job. So yeah, and those you. notes, I felt like it was going to be important to have a kind of a very detailed, yes. structured outline. So yeah, yeah, it is available to download on the 
on the website. Yeah, so, so yeah. get get a hold of the notes if you don't have them because they're really really helpful uh, to bring to bring it all together because it's a lot. You packed a lot in there, uh, but your passion <laughs> in preaching, I love it because it's just very um, engaging. And then I I am was smiling as you were progressing along and then just as the glory of it all um is just highlighting the glory of god and it, it made my heart swell so i was <laughs> just awesome. really uh, yeah it was exciting good. yeah and the fsat you got the full version i don't know if you know extra minutes right? <laughs> yeah so at yes. fsat there was no time i had no time reference right. and i forgot yeah. to the sun watch. setting could have been right a good time <laughs> yes <reference>. were you there <laughs> right Oh, okay. So I did go long at FSAT. But that's okay. That's okay. During, during the FSAT, the sun was going down, and I pulled out my phone, and I took a picture of the sun setting. Oh, I saw your picture. Did, I did you? See your yeah, picture. yeah, yeah. I posted neat. it on my Instagram. So, oh, cool. Um, yeah, it was really neat. Yeah. Uh, so whenever Alicia speaks first, she steals my thunder. So <laughs> I have, hey, no, why I do have you very similar first, thoughts, yeah. you know? I mean, the, the content mm-hmm. was very broad. Um, but it mm. was covered in such a way that was easy to follow. So that if that makes sense and it makes you want to learn more. Mm-hmm. So we had our community group last night and there were plenty of comments of saying, man, we had so many aha moments. Mm. And I love it when a sermon can bring out those things, especially in a body of believers that have had lots of teaching under their belts. And to have those moments, you know, to where you can really make those analogies of the feasts and Christ and how God just preordained all of those things for us to now see right the connections are yeah. so cool and how the connections are still yet to be filled fulfilled for other things that are mm. to come how we can try to piece those pieces together but for for me the aha moment is still going to be kind of the end the application and recognizing kind of really what is the true purpose of the law and and how we as believers, again, and we've been already talking about this, aren't under the law, right. <laughs> but we're under grace. Right. But when you see another sermon like this that really puts into perspective what the law was and what it is for us now and how we're not under it, it's that's so freeing and it's a blessing and it's an encouragement. So yeah, that, for me preparing it, that's that was the sensation I was having of just the liberation and the, mm. yep. the freedom and the, the fullness of that glory. Is, is beautiful. And, and the is. one comment about how the law is, how it's meant for unbelievers, yeah, kind of expand on that a little bit about like, you know, how they can be bound to that law or yeah, what, how do you really unpack that? Right. Yeah. So that, that was a point, uh, you know, I, my original plan for the sermon, I was going more that direction as I was originally planning it. And then I, uh, I ended up shifting and going the direction I did, but uh, yeah, really. So where was that point at? Well, he's that. saying it a little differently, I think, yeah. than okay. what I what I said it. But uh, I think it, it's really the point of we. You're saying for unbelievers, but I, I think when we think of the law, typically we think of it as being in contrast with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so in a sense, we ag- we agree with the Pharisees' interpretation of the law in, in our in our grace based teaching. We think well the. The Pharisees understood the law; they just were, shouldn't have been applying it. Mm-hmm. Or the Judaizers understand the law; they just shouldn't be applying it to the to believers. Where the premise, and I just kind of threw it out there and it hinted towards there, yeah. it, mm-hmm. is yeah. that no, they didn't interpret it correctly, yep. which is why they didn't apply it correctly because it was never it was never what established Israel's identity. 
Um, it, was, it was the grace of God. The same with Abraham. And so you go to a book like Galatians, and Paul will point to the promise and faith Abraham is saved. It's not circumcision. You know, that, that becomes a secondary sign, an outward sign of his um, covenant with God. But he, he was already declared righteous by faith and grace. In, in grace. And so, um, so the law, we can mix up similarly. And so the Pharisees didn't understand the law, and Jesus is very critical of them for that. And, and the Judaizers didn't understand the law and are trying to apply it incorrectly, which is, it, mm. which is part of that whole thing. And also, I mean, just um, how the law can point you to grace and how the law can point you to Christ. And, yeah. and if you're attempting to fulfill the law and be a good person and do all the right things, you're just naturally bound to fail. Right. And, and, and that wasn't really a true point, but again— right. Those aha moments still just kind of can come, and, and you just say, oh, yeah, that is so true, and how thankful I am, and how thankful we all should be <laughs> that, that we have this, uh, this side of the cross and this side of grace for us to say, yeah, I'm under that, and, right. and don't have to really attempt to fulfill the law like the Judaizers or the Pharisees might have been doing. Right. Right. So um, in my notes here is... I, you said the law is not contrasted with the gospel. It is contrasted with the Holy Spirit. Right. And which is what fulfills, it gives a new heart, new birth, new creation, so that we can now be witnesses to proclaim those excellencies. Right. So, and the Holy Spirit is tied to that purpose. Right. right? So okay. in the same way, mm-hmm. the law was tied to the purpose of Israel becoming priests to the world. Right. right. It wasn't Declaring tied to a purpose a of making them a people. Yeah. God had already done that, and right. that was an act of grace, right. uh, fulfilling a promise he had given. Um, and so they become a people by God's call, his work, uh, apart from works. Through you know, And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anyway, I just, I wanted to develop that a little more, where even in the Old Testament, we see it's by grace through faith, and it's not a part of works, is what makes them a, a, the people of God. Mm-hmm. And then they're called to this walk to be lights to the world and and that's where they fail because the law is weak and then in in the time of jesus the pharisees are applying it to somehow reach or attain relationship with god and and so and as we get into this next week you will see that content of the law they are completely missing the mark on um, because they don't understand the law um and so we'll see that even more as we get into next week but you gotta wonder like i mean what the disciples were thinking in these moments when they see Christ on the cross and then they see him resurrected and then they're being called to wait for Pentecost and how this, what, it all adds up and it's so crystal clear oh, to us it's now beautiful. and how the feasts are so in line with that, of right. him being the sacrificial lamb and the Passover sacrifice and then 50 days to Pentecost and, yeah. and how it's so in line. I mean, how much more did you really want to unpack that oh, in the sermon? Yeah, I would have loved to spend time on to, yeah. to, to yeah. be in the, their mindset to say, to us, they just seem clueless. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, we, right. Would, yeah. we would be even more clueless, I'm sure, if we were yeah. in their shoes. But, but it, so much, I, it makes so yeah. much more sense when you understand why are all the people there? You know, they've been coming to his, the Jerusalem every year on that date for yep. thousand years. Right. You know, yeah. they've been coming every year to keep the feast three and times so, a year. Right, right, so yeah. all of that's in preparation for as Peter goes out to preach the gospel, he has an audience from all over. Uh, yeah, you know, and that, that, that was one there. of the things that blew my mind is I did not realize the date, the, the timeline of all of this. Yeah. And so I thought that was so cool. And um, in, in 
you talked about the fulfilling of the Pentecost and, and the Exodus 20 passage versus the Acts 2 passage where when all the smoke and lightning and all of that all on right. Mount Sinai, but then in Acts, here the disciples are becoming that my, Mount Sinai experience and with the Holy Spirit coming in with the rushing wind and uh, the tongues of fire and God's presence just descending oh, on the so people. Cool. It's it gives so me chills. Cool. Right. I, 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 I got goosebumps. It's beautiful. But yeah. it, it makes yeah. me feel like I owe the Old Testament an apology <laughs> because I grew up just loathing reading that stuff. But it's all that it's so important, you know it what I mean? And I think points to Christ for whatever right. reason yeah. we we you know, we focus on the gospel, which is phenomenal, fantastic. But it can be easy, especially for the lives of our students, to get stuck in the gospels and, and realize, okay, salvation wise, maybe I'm set, but there's so much more to the breadth and depth of this stuff. Yeah. And Jesus fit into a narrative. It says he fulfilled the law. Right. So, so, but yes. that beautiful picture being beautiful. painted is oh, and ah. he, like, and just the, he's a god of restoration. And in the, the in Exodus thirty-two, when the sons of Levi they killed like three thousand mm. men, um, mm. and then in Acts two, after Peter preaches, and those three thousand souls are saved, and hey, wow, God, you're such a redeemer. Right. It's just so cool. It is cool. So I mean, thank the, you the for message of the of law comes out. down. Yeah. And I gotta so, say, I mean, you're you're a little bit passionate about that. I I, I want to say because we did a video, couple videos of you years ago. Years ago. And I would encourage people. Feasts, yeah. Yes, I would go to encourage people to go to our website, and if you click on media, and then if you click on the creative videos. And you scroll down. It's one. It's probably one of the first sets of videos that we have documented and logged. We've yeah, done we did some little that, introductory but... to some of the different feasts. Yeah, I don't know that we got through all of them. We but didn't I... get through all of them. There's okay. three that we have. Yeah. I'm looking at them now. But okay. I would just encourage anybody listening and watching to go check that out on our website because Dennis has three excellent videos on those feasts, really unpacking them and how they point to Christ and how they're coincided. So yeah. even years ago, you recorded that and were passionate about the feast. Yeah, so, I've been. It's been yeah. a, one of those hobby horse studies of mine. Yeah. I got I got into it years ago, and just the more and more I studied it, the more beauty I saw there, and the the just the the whole redemptive plan is in these seven mm -hmm. feasts of of the Lord, and um and and so yeah, so I I have invested a lot of time in studying yeah. those, and I feel like but, some of the I mean the, the the scope of the history and the recap all this stuff even came up a little bit when you preached on canonicity way back when. I mean, you were zooming through that sermon mm -hmm. too, million words a minute. Yeah, but, I got to learn to uh, slow down. I know. We we we. we <laughs> We've kind of already hit on it, but but Pastor Dennis, you're, you're preparing for this. You already talked a little bit about the weekend and the difference in the service. Was there anything that you were like, I know I'm not going to get to it. I mm. wish I could. If I could unpack or encourage the congregation with something else, this would be it. That didn't necessarily make it in, or is it very much 50% now, 50% next week? What's that been like? Yeah, I mean, when you got two weeks to cover the Old Testament law, you kind of got to pick and choose like what your direction is going to be. And... Uh, you know, so when I settled on the, I, to to show it through the perspective of the feasts and the fulfillment of it, I, I just I really wanted to lift up in our minds to really set the stage for Mark when he comes in and, and starts going into Romans eight of the importance of a life of walking in the Spirit mm -hmm. um, and why that is so significant. I mean, we all know that's important as Christians, but um, so I so a part of my goal in that was to set that up um, for Romans and. Uh, and where we're going in it. You know, you have kind of that identity truth in there. And so my goal this week was to see in the purpose of the law that identity truth and pointing to the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit to kind of mm. set the stage for uh, Romans. So uh, in the, that FSAT service, um, you were able to, with 
the time allotment there to go through the second Corinthians three verses four through 18, the whole thing, which was fantastic. But I went back and just in my own personal study and I wrote down, um, the highlights of that. And I just think it's so, it's such a neat summary of all of this. But if you, if you go to second Corinthians three, these are the highlights. We now have confidence through Christ toward God. We are not sufficient, but our sufficiency is from God. He made us competent ministers. The law condemns people, but the spirit gives light. Yet Moses' face was shining with glory when he brought down the Ten Commandments, but he had to put a veil over his face. But how much more glory does the Spirit bring? The ministry of the Spirit is more powerful, beautiful, and glorious. It is permanent. The Mm. Old Covenant was limited for a time, uh, and it gives hope. It gives freedom, and as we behold the glory of the Lord, it changes us. The Lord does it, which you, I loved how you highlighted that throughout. It's like God's doing this. This is God's work. God's doing this, and he does, and he's glorious. And so through this, I think the whole purpose is that we can see the glory of the gospel yeah. Through and these passages. And I, and I love that you highlight that because one of the emphases, and I didn't really get to develop this, is that that we as believers in our New Testament understanding, we can start to make the same mistake that the Pharisees would make. In other words, we can start to look at our walk in the Spirit as now, and flip that on its head as becoming now our just, uh, something mm, that justifies right. us or makes us more righteous. Yeah. And so that's another, it's just an error is same error that it is the error of the Pharisees, right? To do that, and so um, for us, that that you know that identity truth, as Mark's been taking us through in Romans, is so core and essential because now the walking in the Spirit is an outflow of that, and it's and it's a ministry to others, and it's uh, it is the glory of God radiating out into the world as you're. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There. Well, and yeah. that's our tendency. Our tendency is to go to the law to try to like figure out, okay, what do I need to do to be better? How, how can I love my, my family better? How can I treat my neighbor better? Mm. You know, how can I be a better person? And, and we just immediately subject ourselves under the law, mm. whereas that's not where we're going to find our power. That's not where we're going to find uh, our equipping. Our equipping is by the spirit. And mm. so to walk in that spirit. Um, and so my take home point was, Fix my eyes on Christ. Yeah, that's a great take home. Great. Well, and you also have that take home that we are—we now have this heart of flesh. Then mm-hmm. going to the Ezekiel passage, that it's not a heart of stone; it's a heart of flesh, which is the spirit, which and is teachable. Yes, and we can grow, and we, and we have learn. that ability, yeah. and we have that empowerment yeah. um, that we do teach a lot here at FBC. But it still is just easy to forget. You know, mm-hmm. that we have that empowerment of the Spirit to then go and apply it into our daily lives. And and it's, I love application. So, you know, when you can get it to the point where, like, you can say, okay, it's not going to the knee-jerk reaction of using the law or putting ourselves under kind of these rules and regulations, but then you have this Spirit that's going to empower you. Well, how do I apply that in my life? I mean, it's each and every day, yeah. moment by moment. Well, and I think it's yeah. easy to say, my identity is in Christ but be emphasizing the word my more than the word Christ. There's mm. still a, there's an element of living where I think it's easy for us to feel like, okay, Christ is a tool on our tool belt. I have him. Yeah, 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 he died for me. But my identity is in Christ. And then we start to compare, maybe compare ourselves to somebody else. Oh, is there identity? We're starting to fall into that. Or now our measure of success is the fruit of our work. I mean, that's not going to mm. affect our righteousness with God. When in reality, right. 
my identity is in Christ. I am a tool on his belt. He's given me that opportunity. I wasn't deserving of it. Yeah. But it, it flips the identity truths are so much easier said than done mm. because it's experiential knowledge. And that's something that Mark even hit on several weeks ago. The You can know it or you can know about it. Right. But to really know it and want to live it out is... Well, I yeah. think that that's so why it's so important for us to keep our eyes on Christ because mm. when we're when we're subjecting ourselves back into the law that's only going to lead to our condemnation and death it doesn't ever go well when we try to have our three-step plan to do better it just doesn't <laughs> right. and we are always setting ourselves up for defeat in that way but when our focus is on the glory of God and who he is and those are the things that bring life I mean, he, he is, it's not just things, but he is the one who brings life. He is our source. And, um, so I think that for, for all of us, when we're, um, when we're being confronted with our sin, asking ourselves, what am I, you know, what am I, uh, focusing on? Is my focus on trying to be better or is my focus on, on Christ? Yeah. And I, I just had lunch with a, a friend from with worship ministry here at FBC, and we were talking about some of these big picture things and just kind of how it's just our desire as a church for us to kind of be a, a culture that can experience these kind of truths, that not just to know it, but how can we have that heartfelt emotion? You know, and we're talking in light of worship, in light of the response mm -hmm. of singing and, and understanding it and, and coming into the worship time to where it doesn't take you, you know, minutes or, you know, Hours sometimes right. to kind of really let it soak in, but you're there and you're prepared and that you have this heartfelt response to knowing it and then applying it through song, through prayer. And So from a big picture standpoint, I kind of, in my mind, this first week is, is way more of a, it was way more of a, con a conceptual truth that grabs our heart and, and we all have those kind of reactions to it. Next week is way more applicational focus cool. because yeah. when we get to the content then yeah. of the content of the law versus the content of walking in the spirit and what that looks like. So mm. we're way more practical yeah. next week. Yeah. With the, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you ended and I don't, yeah. again, it sounds like FSAT should have been the place to go because there was a lot more <laughs> unpacking that more minutes. But, but, right. but, 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 but FSAT didn't have visual yeah, yeah, they yeah. Didn't I, had to, I had to go online had, to get the visual. I had so. to do a little more describing, and I think I repeated myself more. So I went home after Saturday. I kind of had to figure out. <laughs> oh, how I to, thought it was yeah. great. I, I was, I was captivated the whole time, and, um, and I just, I just so appreciate how you did go into those details and, um, just brought it together, the contrast, and then how all of that was fulfilled and, um. Mm. So it was well, well done. I okay, good. Yeah. And one of, I mean, oh, one of good. your final application points, a uh, passage was First Peter two, mm. which I think you kind of hit, but right. maybe can unpack even more now. But it, it's, it gives you identity, then it gives the so what. But you are now a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, comma, so that. So that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who have called who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light right and so it goes on that perspective that. is so important in our lives so when we and we, when we think of this week and that the fulfillment of pentecost that we have been given the holy spirit why you know it, it's not and i and i said it this way but i, I would have you know it's some, another thing you could do a whole sermon on just developing more but you know we think often that the holy spirit helps me be more righteous and so you know, we mentally somehow we turn that inward. 
but that's you know it doesn't you know the purpose of it is so that right. now I'm proclaiming outwards Out. you know it is and it his is excellency, right. not it's, my right. excellency right it's, yeah. it's Jesus' right. excellency it's his excellencies yeah. and so now we are becoming we are now equipped and empowered to be those ministers to in the world mm-hmm. um, and you know so it's not even in that it's not about us not within we're, our own we're power not, own right. strength well, now we get to play a role yeah. in proclaiming excellency but it, that's, that's part of the application <clears throat> that we're reaching out that we're getting yeah. out and we're applying it and we're kind of growing uh god's glory i mean it's it's proclaiming and exuding him to the world around us you know in our own little bubble community but then hopefully out outward so people can see who christ is just by our yeah and i would encourage people just to, to take that concept and then go to your new testament passages and do a little study on the spiritual gifts hmm. mm-hmm. and what you'll see is in every one of those passages the spiritual gifts are never for my benefit hmm. ever they're not you know they're not really for me to somehow experience some hmm. um closeness with god or to, to grow more righteous or anything like that the purpose in every one of those passages is is always to the building up of others the building up of the church the building up and and to be yeah. those priests to the world yeah and so it, it just all ties together mm-hmm. when we start to understand that perspective um properly yeah wow. and, and you know we end the service with a song that you might not initially think that it's an identity song because mm-hmm. we historically we sing the song Lord I need you as kind of like an inward focus of repentance and yes I've fallen short and yes I need God but if you look at that song it speaks to how our righteousness is found in him and how we need him and to appropriate his power and his spirit every day yeah, to and be those priests exactly mm-hmm. and to right. me that it gives a different light on even that song that mm. we normally would sing in a different context in a worship setting. Yeah. So now it's a send-off song to just remind ourselves, yeah, we do need God. <laughs> we yeah. need to live in this grace. I mean, this may be a weird way to say it in, in our ear, to, or to hear it, so maybe I should think about it more before I say it out loud. But uh, Welcome to know, Sermon Spotlight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? So, uh, you know, to, for me to right That's now today good. sing, I need you, Lord, to make me righteous, mm. isn't true. Right, I have been made yeah. righteous. Already that righteous. is done. Right, so I'm not proclaiming. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a still asking for. It. Right, I'm not still yeah. asking. You know, mm-hmm. and hoping God is going to make me righteous or praying for that to happen. No, I'm a, that has happened. Mm-hmm. So what? So what is it, Lord? I need you for now. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't. He's, he's making you and molding you into His image. Right. And right. when you were talking about how it uh, being upward and outward focused, um, and that it's not about us. Um, it is that is so true but in that when our eyes are fixed on christ and we're serving and using our spiritual gifts for the benefit of the body and and for the benefit of others we get the joy like we get joy well, see in that's that. the great so irony like, yeah oh, that's God the great is so irony. good it's, because it's, it's really... in that then our relationship is growing yes. right so as I, as i'm you know as i'm loving others mm-hmm. or i'm abiding in christ and he's abiding in me mm-hmm. and so that relational part happens yeah yeah. But you know, but that's but that once again, that's like God we, doing we that. We really work, get to right? experience the joy of the Lord yeah. as we lay our life down. Which is for true the sake joy. You're experiencing the truest, most utmost sense of that. But also on the flip side, when you do then experience struggle or fatigue, that's when that identity truth really comes into play. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to assume your identity truth when you're sitting in a pulpit or sitting in a row. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm at church. My identity's in Christ. But when I'm leaving that meeting that left me discouraged, I encounter that person out in public or in my backyard, whatever it might be. It's very hard to re- identity truth means to, we got to know it and understand it, even when we don't feel it. Yeah. And that is 
that's the crux of it. I think that's something we're trying to hit on with the youth and even in Keystone Young Adult Ministry. Feelings versus knowledge. Mm-hmm. How, what do we feel? What are we experiencing? Mm-hmm. The knowledge of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ is what can can bring that home. And right. I tried to hint at that with my reference. I, I think I did it in all three services to the to the Israelites um, in the wilderness wishing they could go back to Egypt at times. Mm-hmm. You know, because they experienced that. Yeah. yeah. But there was no going back. Right. You know, they they were now the people God had brought out. I mean, that mm-hmm. you know, there was no changing that. They couldn't, and so. You know, and, and the same for us that we need to, even when we don't feel like it, even when I just, know you know, well, yeah. I, I want to go my own way. Or, um. he, and he endured the cross for, for the joy that was set before him. Mm-hmm. So there's this uh, the spirit-infused endurance and perseverance that mm-hmm. we've been given for hard times, too. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Jesus and is our... He example. is our right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he is the example. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and the, that song, Lord, I need you, is declaring to one another and to God that he is our righteousness and he is our right. our one defense and he is our identity. And that's, right. that's what makes it cool. And to, yeah. to kind of see it in that perspective, in that light, that, yeah, we need to remind ourselves of that truth each and every day, moment by moment, every day. Yeah, that, preaching that, that gospel he, to ourselves. Yeah, right? Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that's where our identity right. sits. And the world gets it so wrong, you know, that, just you can easily get sucked into the world's perspective and the world's point of view and 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 to say you know my identity is wrapped up in so many other things mm-hmm. um and, and we've said it here before yeah we continue, it's crunch time now people yep. are worried uh, is my identity in my job now it's politics who are you voting for why uh in your finances we and our, your wealth and your job right. and your all that stuff is in your, flux yeah. riots in the streets and, yep. and yeah you know, yeah and there's real injustice and how what mm-hmm. How do we as the church respond in that? And do we mm-hmm. give in to the way the world responds to that? Or, mm-hmm. and, you know, wrestling, there's hard yeah. questions. And yeah. in a way, how do we be priests? Uh, mm-hmm. How do we be proclaimers mm-hmm. of the excellencies of the Lord in this mm-hmm. situation in yep. 2020, you know, in this mm-hmm. dynamic? Well, and being a minister, is it's an active role that we've been given. And mm-hmm. um, even in the midst of trying to figure out where where we, where our place is, and um, where our one place is always on our knees, you yeah. know, and just mm-hmm. pleading before the throne of God uh, for the behalf of His kingdom come. Yeah, Lord, we need Him. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Yep, and the fall feasts are coming. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got the spring feast. <laughs> the fall feasts we have That's to awesome. look forward. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You're looking at me. I'm looking at you, man. Oh, so no, I'm like, I'm dead so air is, is yeah, no right. good. That yeah. was really no, good. Does that, mean, does that mean we're kind of winding down? You got we're, it. we're winding okay. down. But I, I had this moment of like, just I felt like I was absorbing a lot. Yeah, it's good. It so, really good. Yeah. Uh, time for some announcements. Then I'll give us an outro and we'll be yeah, on our way. Exactly. Let's call it out. I mean, the, so I love this application of the prioritizing the body because it fits right in line with where we are mm. of calling people to community. If you're not a part of a community group, join one call people to serve if you're not serving and giving of your time or your gifts or just anything how can you be plugged in and engaged with the body by using your gifts and talents so do that we do have the baptism service coming up this Sunday night, and okay. it's not just a baptism service. I've been meaning to correct myself oh, whenever is it I say this. Congregational meeting? Yes, sir. So you get a chance to Partay. participate yeah. in in the the baptisms of those who are being baptized and and kind of how they're um, giving God glory for their own personal lives and their testimonies. But then on top of that, get a chance to hear what's going on in our body um, as well. So that's on Sunday night starting at 530. 
And then the following Saturday morning is where we have the seminar on the role of women in the church. And I love how that coincides with this part of the body of Christ as well. You know, it's not meant to diminish or demean women as well. It's, it is all meant to highlight and celebrate what they're bringing to the table. And this is a seminar that's meant for all people in the congregation, not just women to attend, Absolutely. but everybody to attend to see how does, how does, how do women play a part in the body of Christ? Mm-hmm. So that's on Saturday morning, the 31st at nine o'clock. It will be recorded, but there is a Q and a, so there's merit to, to yeah, go. Absolutely. And this has been on the elders hearts and minds for well over a year now. Yeah. And so they're going to get a chance to kind of unpack what that really has meant, what those studies have meant for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the immediate things coming up. Uh, awesome. And then the time changes. We've been talking about that here of the service times. November 1st. So switches. November 1st, you know, the night before is when we move our clocks back, right? It's fall behind. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Yeah, fall behind. On the 31st? On that night, correct. Oh, okay. And then uh, on that following morning, on Sunday morning, we'll start our second service um, at 1045 instead of 11. Just like the good old days. And it's only an yeah. extra hour of sleep for those of you who don't have small children. If you have small children, it's you're still getting yeah. up early. Yeah, well, you know, so you get an extra 45 minutes of sleep because you'll come to church at 1045 instead right, of 11 right. o'clock. Right. So that's good. There you go. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Pastor Dennis, for being here. We look forward to next week. Uh, as a reminder to all our listeners and viewers, you can find us at fbcva.life forward slash sermon spotlight. Leave us a like and review, subscribe, podcast services everywhere. We'll normally go up every Tuesday evening. You can also go to that same exact webpage and drop some feedback or a question. I think we'll have Dennis here as well and Pastor Mark, obviously, moving forward. If you have a question or any impact from the sermon, we'd love to hear those stories. Um, There's always room to to share that and connect. Uh, The fact of the matter, everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. 